it's not just about getting any job and doing whatever. It's about figuring out a way to really make a difference in this regard. When I first started focusing on this, my initial goal was just to build a nonprofit. But with time, I recognized that that's not going to create scalability. So it kind of went from this nonprofit to more of a conscious capitalism-oriented for-profit. But hopefully over time, we can build some for-profit, private, public partnerships where everybody can work together to, to do good. Welcome back to Chat with Leaders, where we amplify the voices of leaders who use business and influence as a voice for good. We believe it's their example that will have a tremendous impact on our next generation of servant leaders who will carry us forward into our bright, sustainable future. On today's episode, Jeff Bond hosts a conversation with Farooq Siddiqui, founder and CEO of Definance, and Ashvini Nirbhavni, marketing analyst at Definance. Definance refinances existing student loans through income share agreements to empower people's financial freedom. Farooq and Ashvini talk with Jeff about the student loan debt crisis, aligning your personal values and goals with the organization at which you are employed, and the hope for the younger generation to continue creating businesses that do good and be uncompromising in their work-life balance. This conversation was hosted at the TAG FinTech South 2022 conference at the Georgia World Congress Center. Let's jump into this conversation with Jeff, Farooq, and Ashvini. Over to you, Jeff. All right. Well, we're here at the FinTech South Conference at the Georgia World Congress Center. So nice to meet y'all. It's been a pleasure to talk to you a little bit more about your business. Can you tell us a little bit more about it and your mission, your purpose, and what ultimately drives your why? Sure, Jeff. Thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to talk and talk about something that you know is near and dear to our heart, which is doing business the right way and in a responsible way. So we are Definance, as you mentioned. We are tackling the student debt crisis in the U.S., so we're able to refinance student loans with our income sharing solution, which basically means that if someone comes to us with existing student debt, they're working, they have a job, we're able to refinance or basically pay off their student debt, give them an immediate credit boost, and then give them always affordable payments because payments get tied to their income. So imagine if for some reason income goes down or they become unemployed, we can actually even pause the payments we're not chasing after them, reporting it to credit or charging late fees, anything like that. We're actually doing the exact opposite. We connect them to like career support resources we've curated. So like career counselors, recruiters, help them find a job or change careers, get them back on their feet so they can continue making payments. So share a little bit about your founding story and kind of the why of how this all got started in the first place. Sure. So I've been in um, alternative finance for a long time. I grew up in the greed is good 80s. So I kind of, you know, came from that background. But with time, I recognized that no, greed is not good. Or greed has to be contained to some degree. Just unbridled greed is not good, essentially, right? We all want to make money. We want to do well, but not necessarily without any restrictions. Or So ultimately, it's about winning together. And that's what sort of I've believed over time. And the financial crisis of 08 really brought that home. Because I had a startup at that time. We had raised multi-million dollars. We were working with Wall Street. And when Wall Street shut down, that whole business model collapsed. And wh why did it shut down is because of this, the bubble that burst in the housing market. But it wasn't just Wall Street's fault. It was also the consumers going way above and beyond buying houses they couldn't afford, right? Everybody was greedy. Everybody got greedy at that time. And as an industry practitioner, 
kind of I felt the impact on many levels because it broke up our, our business apart, which impacted in the family and our, my personal finances. But as an insider in the finance industry, I saw how much of it was just self-inflicted wounds. So it really became more of a passion to build solutions that level the playing field and kind of align goals for all sides. And that's what we're doing now with the finance. Would you call that a big like aha moment in your life? Were you, we talked a lot about conscious capitalism before and how, how important that is to create an enduring future as a business. But were you thinking in those terms before that, or was that kind of the big turning point? I was thinking in those terms, but yeah, it was a big turning point because it sort of became like my life's work after that. That it's not just about getting any job and doing whatever. It's about figuring out a way to really make a difference in this regard. And it's interesting you talked about, you know, earlier on when we were talking, you mentioned how capitalism by itself to do anything in this in today's world, money drives everything, right? So we have to earn money, but do it in a responsible way. When I, so when I first started focusing on this, my initial goal was just to build a nonprofit. But with time, I recognized that that's not going to create scalability. That's not going to build the solutions we need to build over time. So it kind of went from this nonprofit to more of a conscious capitalism-oriented for-profit but hopefully over time, we can build some for-profit, private, public partnerships where everybody can work together to, to do good. Now, Shvini, tell me a little bit more about how you got involved with the business and your role and just how that resonates with your kind of personal purpose and passion for it. Okay, so I come from finance background, and that is why I understand the basic functioning of how loan works and everything. And when I heard about the finance and their purpose, I could totally get it. Like, I don't work with them just to be on board, but I understand the purpose and, you know, resonate with it because student loan, like something like education, like higher education, which is which is the only means for a better lifestyle cannot be so unaffordable. And when Farooq and the team told me that uh, there is there is an alternative way to tackle debt, student debt, intrigued me. And since then, I have been with them on the team doing marketing analysis and building content and uh, helping whichever way, way I can. That's fantastic. And, you know, I talked to a lot of senior business leaders out there that have these great ideals about uh, purpose, but they're also seeing that it is also profitable, that it helps them attract talent, that it helps them create this enduring company that of people that really believe in this higher calling versus it being just a job or just a paycheck or something like that. Do you believe in that in terms of as you were looking at this opportunity that that was the biggest draw? Or how do you see talent coming into the market today, particularly in like the younger generations, Gen Z, uh, looking at purpose and of course, good pay and all these things as being important for them to be able to find a company aligned with that? I totally agree with, you know, finding the purpose because you are able to give your 100% only if you believe in what you're doing. So being on the marketing team, I need to believe in the product, the ideology that the finance has. So that is how I will be able to convey the message correctly and in the most crisp way without any confusion or so. So I would always advise to get to know your company know understand their values their mission and their story how where do they come from and what is their aim if that thing aligns with your goal or your career aim uh, believe me you can go miles miles long so so that is my uh, motto with 
करेगा थिंग बट या दैट्स माई एडवाइस That sage advice, particularly for marketers, because I think you have to align yourself with a leader that believes in truly living this out in their business and putting their money where their mouth is, making decisions based on all stakeholders. And so it's really up to the leader, the CEO or the founder and the shareholders and everybody to drive these decisions from the top. But the marketing person really has this opportunity to influence this behavior and tell good stories that are going to reach generations and the stakeholders that you serve and create this impact that's far more enduring than you guys as, as individuals and as us. We're all mere mortals. We're all going to leave this earth one day, hopefully in a much better place than where we found it as our grandmothers all taught us. But as you think about that responsibility as a CEO, what does that mean to you? And like, how do you kind of make those decisions and guard profitability and kind of live at the intersection of that people and planet and the stakeholders that you serve? It has to be something that you yourself internalize, you believe in, right? It sort of starts from there. And from what Ashwini is talking about and the rest of the team that we have, and we have a small team. I'm a little bit older, but everybody else is pretty young and pretty passionate about the problem. But I think what I've tried to do the best I can is to be as transparent as possible, right? Because even in a small team or even as a team gets larger, by really being open about what's going on on all fronts, right? In terms of how we're doing, how we do business, some of the struggles that we experience building a business, be very, very transparent. And now as we're shifting into more of a sales mode, because we've been building this product for the last couple of years, but now as we shift into sales mode, now we're sort of transitioning the team into becoming more accountable too. Because, right? Because ultimately, like you're talking about, you have to create results. It's great to talk about stuff and we can all talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk, right? So now we're saying we can make a difference. How? How can we make a difference? We can make a difference by achieving success and by showing the world that things can be done in a different way and stand toe to toe, like in our case against uh, lenders who are putting people in debt and saying, no, we can take people out of debt and still be very successful. Absolutely. So you talk about success. Everyone has a different definition of success as it is. But if you were to look into the future and think about some of your greatest hopes, aspirations as a business, the legacy that you would all leave as a team, what is your greatest hope for future generations and the way that your business would impact the stakeholders you serve? Well, I, I hope over time, this all of this stuff, all these buzzwords that we're hearing, ESG, social responsibility, all this stuff. For some companies, it is something that's deep-rooted with what they're doing. For others, it may be some PR move or whatever. But I hope over time, and really I, I, I look towards the younger generation specifically, because I think they are very different than my generation or even the ones that came before me. They're not just, they are trying to walk the walk too, right? And I hope over time, as they get older, as typically does happen with people, you learn to accept the status quo. I hope they continue to define the status quo, defy the status quo, right? Yes, plugging into our name, Definance, we're trying to defy finance. Uh, but yeah, I hope they continue that core ethos that they have. And you guys talk about, you know, we're talking, looking at a conscious capitalism and like what we want to, what we're talking about now is impact without compromise. We want to make impact, and that's central to who we are, what we do. But we don't want to compromise on returns we provide to our investors or the revenue we generate for the business. We want to be. We believe we can do everything. We, we, we don't have to. Let's put it this way: we can. What's the expression? We can have our cake and eat it too. Yeah, we can do both things. It doesn't have to be 
this one versus the other. Yeah, and I've heard many conscious business leaders that are part of this movement talk about that it's not the easy path. It certainly is the harder path to think about the benefit to every single stakeholder in your circles, including your shareholders, the people that invest in you. But it is the right path, and it is going to create that impact and create enduring companies. And the belief is that now it's not just the right thing to do, but if you want to create a company that's going to attract the best talent, that's going to attract loyal consumers, that's going to be able to scale profits with people that want to make purchasing decisions and decisions around their career centered around your brand, that it's the, the only way uh, to do that. So I assume that's kind of the belief on your side and that's how, how you guys think about it. Yeah, I certainly hope. I think there's a clear trend towards that. Hopefully it becomes one of those things that's entrenched in our society, that doing business, but doing business in the right way. And honestly, even living life in the right way, right? Because we want to make even personal decisions that are responsible, that don't hurt people, that benefit society. And as you're sitting here at this tag conference and you're hearing the different stories that are shared on the main stage and a lot of the fintech leaders that are thinking about innovation and just the downturn in the economy, we're in the opportunity for this multi-billion dollar industry to be inclusive and to forge ahead and to, to create economic impact all around the world uh, and, and particularly here in this uh, capital here of Atlanta. What are you hearing and, and what kind of hope does this conference give you that tag put on? Well, you know, a lot of uh, one thing I've heard a couple of times is how the last financial crisis was a real boon for startups like Stripe and Square and some of some of the other big companies now. They were born in that time of, a, of opportunity. So, yes, if there's a downturn, what does that mean? More people are looking for work, which means there's better talent out there that you can get at a cheaper price, maybe at this stage when when we can't afford to pay a lot as a startup. Right. And really, but now the big difference today versus back then is, like we just talked about, a lot more people believe in doing things the right way. And a lot more people don't want to compromise the way they live their lives for work. They want their, their, sort of, their purpose in life to align with their work. So I hope that leads to more impact businesses being born in this time and really changing the world and making it a better place. Well, some great conversations going on here at the TAG 2022 FinTech Conference at the Georgia World Congress Center. Farak and uh, Ashvini, so nice to meet you both. And thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you, Jeff, for uh, talking to us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up another edition of Chat with Leaders. Thank you for investing your time with us today. If you haven't already, we would be grateful if you shared this episode with a friend and rated it on Apple or wherever you get your podcast, so we can pass down the wisdom from our guests to more aspiring leaders. If you're interested in launching a professional podcast to grow your business, we would love to help. Check out chatwithleaders.com for more information and feel free to reach out by emailing team at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again and go be a leader worth following.